Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid rocking up and down your block Welcome to D1 Sports Talk Podcast this is home of the New South Movement. This is your boy, Tight One Half of the D1 Sports Talk Podcast Duo. We got the one and only. Coach, what's happening? What's going on, my brother? Ain't too much. Ain't too much, man. It's been a long, uh, busy week for you, boy. Um, a baffling week. One that you'll hear about in the, in the disappointments. I won't go into details, but uh, it's been a baffling week, but... Uh, we we got another opportunity to get on this microphone and and bless the listeners. Hey man, coach, I'm coach, I'm uh, I'm 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 participating in the 24 day challenge, coach. Day one, 24 days of being how should I say this? Being disciplined. How how would you what what words of advice would you would you want to give give me? Um, I'm I'm gonna stick to the script. I'm gonna follow follow the plan um, by design. I don't plan on cheating. I've done this before. Um, it, it was more or less a twenty-one day um, kind of ordeal, but but I don't plan on cheating at all. I plan on um, going to twenty-four days. So. Just be disciplined. You, you know, a lot of times they always tell you, you know, you got to do something so now more times for it to be a habit. So give yourself an opportunity to create that habit and and, and just do it right the first time. You know, and give yourself an opportunity to do it by the book. All right. Well, I'll keep the folks updated on this show. Um, today is day one. Um, the day that we're recording this is day one for me. So uh, we're wrapping up day one, and, and we'll we'll kick off day two tomorrow morning. But enough about the 24-day challenge, uh, because I do want to endorse the product at the end of those 24 days. But, Coach, uh, can we talk about the Auburn – um, Tiger High School football team and, and how you guys did this past weekend? We played a team that was a um, very feisty team. We ended up, we won the game. Let me say that first. We won the game. We did not come out and play like I felt like we should have. And um, I think that was, I guess you can say, maybe due to maybe some complacency on our kids' part. Uh, a lot of times when you play teams that you probably go into the game playing game feeling like you're better than a lot of times you play down to competition. And uh, but I got to give those guys credit. Uh, the team we played, they came out and they didn't care if we were 6A, 7A, 8A, 9A program. They came out to compete and they came out to try to win. And um, we eventually woke up and um, found ourselves in a dog fight. I want to say the score was like uh, three to two or something like that at halftime, something real crazy. And uh, we came out in the second half, and we scored, we ended up scoring 24 points. And uh, they got they got one late in the in late in the game, and ended up getting the onside kick. Final score ended up being 24-16, but we got out of that with a win. Uh, we were able to finish the regular season six and four, which looked like uh, it, that was a world away at one point in time. And um, but like I said, that's a credit to our kids and uh, coaching staff for sticking to the game plan. And now they come to playoffs. I got a few things. Coach, first, shout out to the Blunt Lepers for the big victory that they had over um, Sarah Land on Thursday night. 
uh, that was a big that was a big time win for those guys. They they had an opportunity to, to to have home field advantage. Um, two questions. Number one, Coach Carter, um, what did they team do, and where will they be playing this weekend? Uh, they lost this uh, Friday night. There were three teams that we had an opportunity to play, and it was going to either be Fairhope, Foley, or Theodore. If Foley would have beaten McGill, we would have had to play uh, Foley. But the fact that McGill beat Foley, we got the winner of the Fairhope Theodore game. Uh, that game got to be real close. I want to say the final may have been like 28-21, 35-28 or something like that. They made a game out of it. Uh, shout out to Coach Carter, uh, our former head coach at Auburn High School, a guy that I really love and respect as a head coach. I thought there for a minute that I had to stand on the opposite sideline from him, um, but uh, they ended up getting beat uh, this Friday night. Coach, was that a genuine you got love for him, or was that a political you got love for Coach Carter? Uh, a genuine I got love for him. Coach Carter gave me my first opportunity to coach varsity football, and um, I, I never forget that he. Got a lot of wisdom uh, when it comes to uh, football, and I uh, learned a lot from it. So that's a that's a genuine, authentic uh, showing love for Coach Carter. All day, every day. Theodore Bobcats, I believe. Are they the Bobcats now? I think I just found that out today. Yes, they are the Bobcats, yes. Uh, they got a running back over there. Uh, supposed to be all-world, going committed to the University of Florida. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about him? Uh, after watching him this week, um, I can I can see why he's an SEC back or why he's being considered as an SEC back. P Ryan, uh, last name P Ryan, ain't it? I think it's Lamichael Michael P Ryan. Yeah, you know you know the name P Ryan, don't you? I don't. Okay, just to give you some background, the name P Ryan um, is legendary. He come from the bloodline of legendary Viga High School coach, Coach P Ryan. Um, that okay. coach, that coach. Um, some of the studs and some of the some of the most memorable nineties football teams um, at Viga High that won a lot of the won the state championship and has some really has some really good football teams. So his pedigree and his bloodline is is football. So it's not surprising that this young man was SEC caliber back. He come from a bloodline of highly um, of a of a of a legendary coach in the in the in the in the Pritchett Mobile area. Um. So, so just wanted to give you that background. Uh, he is as good as advertised. Um, I think just about every game that I've watched, he's at least broken a run for at least sixty or seventy plus yards, and I'm talking about untouched. Um, he's a physical runner. Uh, he can, he can, he can run for speed. He can run for physicality. Um, it's definitely gonna be something that our defense gonna have to key in on. Um, I. From that standpoint, I think they kind of mirror us. I think we want to try to establish a run. I think they want to try to establish a run. You know, because you see a lot of spread teams nowadays. Uh, but they're going to pretty much line it up, and he's going to get his touches. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be whichever whichever yeah. offense can impose their wheel on the other team. Let me give you another interesting fact. Let me give you another interesting fact. Uh, All right. Back in, 20, uh, in 2013, uh, when Auburn played, uh, when Auburn played Florida State in the in the uh, at the Rose Bowl, had an opportunity to attend that game. Uh, was over there hanging out with with some of our boys um, in their area where they were sitting because we had better seats. 
And mm-hmm. so we went over there to hang out with them before we went to the pre-mill seats. And while we was over there, I had an opportunity to meet uh, the head coach from Thido and his son. They were sitting right in front of us and had an opportunity to, to talk to them two years ago. And shout out to Coach um, Goodwin, who used to coach over there at Theodore, but now he's the defensive coordinator at Viga. Okay. Well, uh, we're looking forward to it, man. Uh, should be a good ball game. Uh, hopefully the weather's good, and, and hopefully they'll bring a crowd with them, and hopefully our fans show up, and, and we'll get it on, man. When you shake his hand, Coach, say, hey, my boy's over at the uh, that met you at the – just say Coach Good say 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 I'm a good friend with Coach Goodwin, and he gonna say that's a good young man, and say yeah my boy want me. Uh, they met you at the at the Florida State Auburn game because he was rooting for Florida State, which I didn't understand, but apparently he's good friend with Bobby Bowden because he's been over there coaching at Ditto for years, so obviously he would have established relationship with Coach Bowden. Um, no doubt. But but uh, he was rooting for uh, Florida State while. Uh, we was real far. Well, no doubt, man. So, uh, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, and then the way that that works out, um, as far as from you know a logistical standpoint, um, the winner of our game will um square off against the winner of Enterprise McGill. Well, keep us posted. Um, good sure luck. To you. Good luck. To, well, uh, how was uh the pregame meal this week? Pre-game. I did not partake in the pregame this week again. Go, that is two partake. consecutive weeks where you have not I know, participated I know. in the pregame meal. Folks look forward to to the pregame meal. I've had I received text messages saying that <laughs> that the that the potato sounded good, and I've <laughs> and I've had text messages say that the roll were to die for. And they were, and they wanted to try some, but you hadn't even been able to provide the people with with any type of pictures or, or anything. I know, man. I know. This, look, this this is how normal routine works. Usually on Fridays when we playing a home game, I don't go to pregame meal because of uh, me leaving my school to come to the high school. A lot of times they 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 leave before then, and I work outside all day as a PE teacher, so. Sometimes that's a that's a downtime for me. I can go in, chill in the coach's office. Ain't really nobody there. It's quiet. It's my relaxed time. And then they always bring that box pregame meals, you know, for those people that couldn't go. Cause some other people stay back too, and you know, pack the trailer and all that kind of stuff for the game. Now on Thursday so night, you, so I mean, you wait on them. So you wait on them to bring you a, a box plate plate back. Yeah. Now sometimes if I don't eat a big lunch, I just don't eat none. You know, now when we go to away games, I get I get the pregame meal then because we all stop by there before we go. Now Thursday night, I did the Thursday night meal. Thursday night, shout out to Vendatori's, a uh, local Italian restaurant. They take care of our Thursday night meals. I was able to go to that this Thursday because my daughter, it was trick-or-treat night in, in the city. And plus my daughter didn't have a soccer game, so. I was able to go to that on Thursday night. So, but I'm gonna get back in the pregame meal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat pregame meal just for the listeners. Then Friday night, and I'm gonna let y'all know how it turned out. Well, they ask about it, so I'm just relaying the message that I received. Folks do listen to the show, and there are different things that that we do or say on this show that are repeated. 
and the pregame meal is one of those shows. I guess the second show, um, I, uh, just as a quick shout-out uh, to the Little League Tip of the Week last week, um, I was informed that we have some, some, some kids that have been crowned as, as, as high-caliber nappers. Um, they are the best nappers in, in, in America. They can take a really good nap. Good, well, good, well, good. So, so I did. They might as well join the crowning bandwagon. And then they had another one that said that they were the best trick or treater, um, in uh, west of the west of the Mississippi. That's a big title right there, brother. They said they were the best trick or treat. They they crowned them. So I just wanted to relay the messages (laughs) that we are receiving as feedback (laughs) from the listeners. Go, they listen. Listeners, we love the feedback. Keep them coming. Keep it coming. With that being said, go let's get right into the the show. Uh, we we typically start the show off with disappointments and shout outs, uh, and I would give you the honor to kick us off with with your list of disappointments. Go number one disappointment to Washington State man. Come on, son. First of all, let me tell you something, son. Uh. Mike Leach, uh, who is a, 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 a very interesting head coach, a very smart guy, uh, started off with a loss to Portland State, has been able to put together a pretty good season. And here we go again, what we just talked about last couple of weeks, special teams. Special teams. Coach. Special so teams. You, you got two special team um, happenings. Last week we didn't mention it, but we had the special team last week in Georgia Tech. And Florida State, we didn't mention it last week, but I thought about it after the after the um, recording. But you're right, special teams. Miami Get all the way down there, miss the field goal. Miss the field goal. All you got to do is kick the field goal. So uh, uh, disappointed in Washington State. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota in their goal line execution. I mean, how you going to – how you going to – how you going to – you know the clock in the run. And you shift for 10 seconds. You do all the motion and shifting for 10 seconds. Coach, I like the object. I like the object to that disappointment. <laughs> that, that, that's ridiculous. Just line up and run the play. To line the, up to and the run produ- the play. In the words of Joey, in the words of Joe, uh, Joey, uh, to the producer of the show, can you please uh, play the uh, – the, the people's court music at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I would, like to object that, I would like to object to that disappointment. <laughs> what you got to say about that? Go the, ahead. The, the reason I object to that disappointment, Coach, is because uh, just earlier that week, the head coach of Minnesota had just retired and basically called it quits earlier that week. Which means that that coaching staff, who was the interim head coaching staff, did not have time to fully prepare and mentally prepare to be a head coach. So in those type of situations, coach, in those type of situations, when they haven't had an opportunity to prepare uh, a full week's worth of of mentally preparing and and, and being in those type of game time situations – I like to give them coaches the benefit of the doubt as they were trying to either draw the other team off sides or they were trying to spread out the defense 
so that they can run the quarterback sneak. So I would like to object to that uh, motion of a disappointment. Well, the only thing they drew was an L in the wind column. All right. My next disappointment got to be to the refs of the 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 whole the entire debacle. Uh the ref, the side judge, back judge, um, the linesman, the, the replay guy, even the man taking the mic out to the ref. Everybody. The cameraman. Coach, you, got, you, coach, you got that. This was on mine, so let me add to, to those guys. Coach, I go like ahead, to add to, ahead, to, to, the, to, the, to the referee and organization that they done came through, to the guy that took the picture to give them a referee card. The to ACC they, commissioner for hiring them. To the ACC commissioner for hiring them. To their first Little League organization that allowed them to coach, to referee on the Little League football field. Just total debacle. Or total debacle or. of that of that situation. I have never seen Coach Cutcliffe that disgusted. And rightfully so, Coach. Rightfully, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Just un just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Unbelievable how we can just make to come up with certain things in that Miami do debacle. Go, go, go. It was horrible. Um, there's no room in, in the game for that. Told you I got my Mike Tumblin voice. That's what Mike Tumblin would say. <laughs> I mean, golly. I mean, ain't no mulligan. You can't get no mulligan for that. Yeah, that was absolutely horrible. I had them on my list too, Coach. The ACC refs and everything in between uh, that they've ever, every game that they've ever ref should be questioned. Should, that should, coach, they should they should put an asterisk by every single game that yeah. they ref because yeah. we don't know at this point in time what was going on or why they made the calls that they made. So every single game since these guys should be demoted to little league. Coach, coach, I think they should go to training. They should even if they go little league, coach, they should be in training, standing beside the head ref so that they can understand the call. Amen. Amen. My last disappointment ain't really a disappointment, man, but Frank Beamer, a.k.a. the inventor of Beamer Ball, will be retiring at the end of the year. Shout out to Frank Beamer. You've done an excellent job with a program that uh, probably wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for you. Uh, college football, the ACC, uh, we, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer. Beamer. Beam a ball. We we'll miss you, Coach. Uh, disappointments go out for me. Um, I would like to put uh, my first disappointment. I would like to put uh, the corporation. If y'all, if you all remember last week, um, as part of the shoutouts, um, I crowned my fantasy football team, in which at that point in time we were five and one. And had just positioned ourselves to be first place in 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 our group, uh, which is Group B. Well, I like to follow that up this week with a big disappointment. Um, this week, uh, myself along with the coach, uh, Coach Hill, um, of the team, um, who tends to think he is a co-head coach, and not realize that 
I am the GM and he is the coach. Uh, but we we lost our fantasy football t- game last week, Coach. But, Coach, the reason why we are on the list this week is because we lost to a guy that had a quarterback that didn't even play, and they and they, and his team beat us, Coach. Come on, son. First of all, let me tell you something, son. <laughs> Coach, the quarterback didn't even play, meaning – he had zero points. So he beat us with one less player. Mm-hmm. Bit disappointment. So we have made the bit disappointment list. I'd like to also add to the bit disappointment list, Coach, um, and I will have more to say, but I'd like to add the free lunch podcast duo of myself and um, and the producer of this show, BG, to the list, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, more to come next week. Uh I would also like to add Brian Kelly to the list. Brian Kelly likes to likes to uh, play big boy um, when he's in authority. Did you see the footage, Coach of Brian Kelly going over there and jacking up his assistant strength and conditioning coach on the sideline during the Temple game, Coach? I did not see that, but somebody told me about it. I'm going to have to look that up. Coach, you should look it up because it's a very big disappointment. Um, the way Brian Kander manhandled that guy, that young man. And the young man, you could tell he wanted to fight back, but at that point in time, he can't fight back because that's his boss. Boss. Yes, that is his what? Boss. <laughs> so he can't, he can't fight back, though. You got to take You got to see him talking about he, cause he, was, he was over there mouthing the referee. I'm about to look that up. You should look that one up. And then the last two two disappointments go out to uh, two guys that I've tried to support on this podcast weekly. Um, I've given them every opportunity to show me something else, uh, but they have failed to do so. That's Charlie Strong and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was unable to put up a point. They were unable to put up a point versus <laughs> The University of Houston, my my new number one team in college football. Um, they have surpassed the Auburn Tigers, who, who once again, uh, honorable mention goes out to uh, uh, honorable mention disappointment goes out to uh, Malzone. I don't even know if I can put the word coach in front of it for that awful play calling that he that he portrayed during the game. And, Coach, one last honorable mention that I need to make out. Uh, I'd like to put a big honorable mention disappointment out to um, you and I's texting group, Coach. Uh, Coach, I was unable to to, to look at text messages due to um, other things I was handling this week. But during the Auburn football game, I was able to manage 102 text messages from two individuals in our group, Coach. Uh, One of the individuals. Uh, he was able to send 60 text messages during the Auburn football game. And I like to put them on the bit disappointment list because we were unable to watch the game because most time was spent reading the text messages, 102 of them. <laughs> oh, my. Why, why you laugh, Coach? Why y'all be clowning, Go, go! We had a hundred and two text messages, and that's when I, and that's when I started to count them. So, so we probably had more than that. The over and under is that we had about a hundred and thirty text messages 
during the during the life cycle of the Auburn versus Ole Miss football game, with the majority of those coming from one of our texters who sent over sixty of them. That's yeah, a big disappointment, Coach. Wait till the Alabama game, my brother. One big disappointment goes to JT Bear for 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 the for you know why. And for, Amen. And for, yeah. and for him making the dumb decision that he made uh, over the over the weekend, uh, driving a vehicle while uh, while impaired, coach. So that's a huge disappointment. Killing me, JT. I've been rooting for you, son. So, in the words of Joey, I guess you got to take that ten speed and put him back to twelve gauge. <laughs> Joe wanted to be on the show tonight, but he couldn't be on the show, so he said he wanted to say as his, uh he wanted to, he wanted to say, uh, well, coach, I guess we gotta take that ten speed and now make him back a twelve gauge. Twelve gauge. All right, twelve gauge, here we go. All right, shout outs. All right, my first shout out. I'm going to go to the Iowa Hawkeyes rolling like a train right now. Okay, can I hear everybody say let's go champ one time? Can I hear let's go champ? Can I hear let's go champ? Let's go champ. Germany, let's go champ. Let's go champ. Iowa looks to be on the crash course to the uh, Big Ten uh, championship game. If there are any Iowa fans out there, all you got to do is get to the game and be legit one time. Get to the game and be legit one time, Iowa. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. Shout out to Iowa. My next shout out go to the Houston Cougars for killing. Go, go Cougs, my number one team. Coach, did go you know? Coach, you know I'm an alumni of a University of Houston. Did you not know that? Killing Bandit. I appreciate that, Cougars. Put Bandit back in their place. Cellar dwellers. Killing Bandit. Next shout out go to Oklahoma State. Uh, for beating Texas Tech in the uh, Big 12 basketball championship game, 70 to 53. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State shot 50% from outside the arc. Um, Oklahoma State still has an opportunity in the Big 12. Long as they can keep scoring 70 points on everybody else and not playing any defense. Good job to Oklahoma State. My last shout out sometimes where there is uh, uh, a lot of sorrow. Sometimes you find a little joy. Shout out to Larry Scott, the interim coach from Miami. Even though he got the job late in the week, he was able to teach his boys how to spread out and lateral eight times, block in the back, and have people run off the sideline and win a game based on poor refereeing. Shout out to the youth. Well, well, coach, I, I I don't have many shout outs this week. Uh, I like to shout out Paul Rose for for the victory that he was able to shout out Charlie Strong. Okay, can I hear everybody say "Let's go, champ!" one time? Can I hear "Let's go, champ"? Can I hear "Let's go, champ"? Let's go, champ! Germany, let's go, champ! Let's go, champ! Um, I I would like to shout out the American Conference coach because um, the American Conference does have two undefeated football teams. Yeah, they uh, do. Unfortunately, Temple wasn't able to to maintain that undefeated season. Uh, but Memphis and the University of Houston are two undefeated football teams. So I would like to shout out the American Conference coach. But other than that, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep my shout out short this week, um, and that's all I have, coach. Well, good. They deserve it, man. They deserve it. All right, little lead tip of the week, coach. 
let's go right into the little league tip of the week. Uh, did you have anything, Coach, that you would like to share with the people? Well, I did think about one thing that, that came up this week after giving a parent talk. Um, coaches, um, we have to we have to make sure that the things that we are saying and doing in front of these kids is appropriate. This ain't hard knocks. You not Nick Saban. You not Rick Trickett. And you're not on Friday night tights. You can't use inappropriate language like you sit down in the barbershop talking to your boys in front of these little kids. I understand that it's football. And I understand sometimes football, you, you, you think you got to be an animal. You think you got to, you, 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 you think you got the curse. You think you got to drop the M's and the L's, you know, all the S-H-I-T's. You ain't got to do that around these little old kids. We have got to start being more appropriate in an appropriate way. The things that separate us a lot of times is how we give information out. And I feel like a lot of times when you feel like you're in a position where you got to be a coach, you always feel like you got to be cussing at somebody. So my message to the little league coaches is stop using inappropriate language in front of these little kids. I, I like the second that. You don't have to use the inappropriate language. You ain't got to jack them up like Brian Kelly did to our assistant coach. We living in a new day and age now. And and unfortunately, the things you say and do are being watched by Big Brother. The kids will repeat what you say. When they riding home, they get in that car, in that minivan that the mother, them, the single mom them pro- purchased, or, or, or in that little Toyota Corolla, and, and, or when they get home and they eating, eating Sunday dinner, they, they repeat those words that come out your mouth. So you have to be mindful of what you're saying, and you also have to be mindful of what you allow them to listen to when you pick them up in the car. That's right. We understand you got to go pick up the star quarterback, the guard gifted one. We understand you got to go pick up the, the, the gifted running back because you want to make sure he's there on time. But be mindful of the music you playing. Everybody don't need to hear Lil Boosie. I like Boosie. But the young people don't need to hear Boosie. Boosie bad. Boosie bad. They don't need to hear that. They don't need to hear what some of some of these rappers are, are saying in their lyrics because they not ready for their mind not mature enough. And you made a good point when you talked about the single moms. Single moms, it ain't okay. We know you're looking. Sometimes you're looking for that male role model, or you think your football coach may be the male role model to raise your son, right? teaching the ways and all that. But if the ways that they're teaching ain't correct or, or, or not good for the child or bad, that don't work either. The role model got to be positive in a whole lot of ways, not just 
cussing at them just because they on the football field going to make your son a man. Cousin Adam, get your A up over that. Hurry yeah. up, you, you MF. Block him. All them type of words. So just be yeah. mindful, coaches and mother. You don't have to, you don't have to accept all that, thinking that that gonna make him tough and man. That's a good but that one. that That's that, good that, one. that was on my heart today, man. That's a good one, Cole. That's a good one. I had one, Cole, but I guess I can save it for next week. Uh, if 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 you think that's better, I I go ahead and say that one for next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we're here next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 I, I wanted to spend about five ten minutes talking about something that we talked about um uh in my peer circle, and I wanted to ask you, Coach. Uh, we we're looking at a situation now where the Auburn Tiger football team, like a lot of these schools, are not going to live up to their expectations. Now, if you look at Auburn football team, uh, two years ago we played in national championship. Uh, last year we went eight and five. This year, uh, we'd be lucky to make a bowl game. With the way Georgia's playing right now, we may make a bowl game. Have have the opportunity to go six and six. Uh, but then if you look at the total picture of a guy like Mark Rick, who who's consistently won nine, ten, eleven wins a season. Hasn't won the big one yet. Uh, I guess the question becomes, would you rather have a coach that can get you to the national championship, uh, but but at the same time you may have a below-par season, um, i.e. Chiswick, i.e. Gus Malzone, or would you rather have a coach like Mark Rick that would give you consecutively – consistently 9, 10, 11 wins a season. Now, I asked that question, and while you ponder that question, uh, I would like to give you what uh, what Joe has said. Uh, for the listeners that listened to the show last week, we had a special guest on the show, Joey. Unfortunately, given the time and the, and the, and the day that we are recording this podcast, he couldn't join us today. He, he Don't put your hands on me. He, he wanted to join us today, but he couldn't. Um, but I asked him that question specifically uh, because that was a topic of, of conversation that we were having throughout the weekend. And he basically said he would rather have uh, a Mark Rick on, on the coaching staff as a head coach and get a consistently 9 to 11 win than, than have a coach that will win a national championship one year but then may win three games the following year. And he said he can't deal with the up and downs. He preferred consistency. Uh, that's coming from, from Joey. Uh, so I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. And he actually also said, one last caveat, that he would be okay if Auburn replaced Gus Malzahn with Mark Rick. What say you, Coach? Uh, all right. If I can say I get my coach that can get me to a national championship game once every 10 years. And let's say in them 10 years, we have a couple of nine wins, a couple of tens, yeah, all over the place. Maybe a, a, a five no bowl game, one year six game here. I I would probably take that. You would take that over. So you would be willing to, to go a five and seven season, um, two years after going uh, a 12 possibly, and one. A 12 two years and after one. possibly winning a national championship? I think I'll probably take that. Because, unfortunately, as an Auburn fan, 
it, it takes me back to the Tuberville days. We had a good run with Tug. and But when you actually get to the national championship game, you know, I, I, I think back to that year, you know, when we won the national championship game. It, it, I felt like it put us, you know, that day, I felt like we were just as good as anybody in America. I felt like our program that day was just as good as any, anybody in America. I felt like that day I could stand next to a, uh, a USC fan with my chest out. I felt like I could stand next to an Alabama fan with my chest out. You know, it, it just gives you a sense of pride to know that the school that you 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 bleed for, you know, you wear your orange and blue glasses for, can pull off something like that. In a time where it's relevant, you know, you know, yeah, Georgia don't want that championship, but like, what prevalent, what what relevance do they have now? But go, but go, but look at look at the season we going through this year. How do we? How are we two years away from possibly winning national championship? To hoping, hope, wishing we could make a uh, a bowl game this year. And the bowl game we make this year, you may be playing right up on two, right up two eighty, down that Legion Field. I don't know. That's a good the weekend. Question. The weekend after the Magic City Classic, coach. Right. But I can also ask you on the flip side of that is how can you have a state that is so rich in talent like Georgia get the who's who of those kind of kids? And all that talent they got, it never make it to a national championship game. Georgia fans are just as frustrated at their situation as we are with ours. But who do you replace? Uh, but see, Georgia fans need to hold their horses, in my opinion. Right, but you can say because, that you, because you, because you, you, you asking. Because, you can say that because you're not a Georgia fan. And I agree with what you're about to say. I don't know who you would replace, Mark. No, they talking I, about that would be the – they talking about – I heard the guy today talking about Georgia could, could – could go after top tier coaches. Jimbo Fisher would be interesting. Uh, Brian Kelly may be a candidate. I don't and think I don't those two guys would be interested. But well, I can they see say that. they say Jimbo Fisher would be interested because number one, he going through that. Uh, he, they say that he he doesn't like FSU given the the stress level down there, and then they say with the divorce that he's having, he's going through a divorce apparently, and they were saying that he this would give him a, an opportunity to get away. Say Jimbo Fisher would only leave Florida State for two jobs, Georgia and LSU. It's some talent in Georgia, man. And, and, and then and, what do you think about them saying, and then they also said kind of changing the subject a little, um, they're talking about how how Kirby Smart is interested in Virginia Tech and how Muschamp would then become interested in the Alabama defensive coordinator role if he doesn't get the Miami role? No, don't, wouldn't, wouldn't none of that shock me. I just, I don't know why. I think Kirby Smart may have overstayed his, his welcome, man. His name used to be very hot. I think as the years are going by now, it's kind of cooling down a little bit. But 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 that may be the case. But but would you be okay losing Muschamp over to, to Nick Saban? Hey man, it's a business. It's a business. Much can't leave to be okay. It wouldn't kill me. Have you been impressed with Much Oh, uh, I've been impressed with Much Yes. I mean, I, I, I didn't, 
me, let me say this. When Muschamp got hired, I, I didn't really expect a whole lot of big difference. I just wanted to see your scheme up pretty good. I want to see us in position. And I think for the most part, he's done that. Uh, I don't think, I didn't, I, I didn't personally feel like by us hiring Muschamp, you know, in a grand scheme of things, not, not to say you did or anybody else did, but I didn't think, oh man, we're going to have a top 10 defense this year. Because I've always felt like we had a talent problem on defense. I never felt like we had enough pass rush. I felt like we were limited at linebacker and we were thin in the secondary. And whether you bring Will Muschamp in or not, those problems are still there. You know, in order for this defense to be Muschamp-like, we got to keep getting the talent in to get it done. So that's always been my opinion. But I think, you know, I think our schemes are better this year. So from that standpoint, yeah, I've been impressed with them. Moral of the story, you would prefer to have Chizik over Margaret. You You want a national championship over consistency. Uh, if you give me an opportunity, that means play in the national championship game. If you if you tell me that I'm at least play in a national championship game every ten years, I'll take that over not ever playing in one in my program history. In the, in the next, I I take that. I take three national championship appearances uh, in well, thirty years. Well, that's not guaranteed. I don't want to guarantee you. I'm going based off of. Okay, let's just go based off of. of, of of coach coach um, Malzahn, uh, he played in national championship his first year. Now he is, uh, he went eight and five, and now he's on the on the break of going five and seven. Uh, and in that same time, Mark Rick ain't sniffed it. And in that same time, Mark Rick has, has made the SEC championship, but hasn't won it. I feel better as an Auburn fan than I do as a Georgia fan because at least we got them. I, I, you know, like I said, we we can't understand how Georgia fans feel because we in the die or Georgia fan. But there are some Georgia fans that are fed up with Mark Rick. Well, I understand, and I listen to him every day on 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 Paul Feinbaum's show. I I just kind of question how do you go from from being a a, a national championship contender. To hoping two years later, hoping you make a bowl game that's essentially going to be up two eighty, playing at the same football field that they had the Magic City Classic uh, this past weekend. Coach can't get excited when, about it. Can't. When your defense, when your defense horrible and you got stagnant offense, that's all. I can't get excited about it. So, listeners, let us know what you think. Would you rather have a coach that can get you to the national championship? You may not win it, but he can get you there. Um, or would you rather have a coach that can give you consistently 9, 10, 11 wins a season uh, with a few outliers like this year? Let us know. Because with, Let Nick, us- Chubb, with Nick Chubb going down, that essentially hurt um, oh, yeah. his, 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 his season. Oh, no. All right, Coach, this is, the, this is that time of the, of, the, of the show where we like to to talk about last week's pick and also make this week's pick. Uh, coach, you are, you are at a – 28 and 15 record coach. That's a good that's a good record coach. That's a that's a Gus Malzone season 2 record. Coach, but I'm sitting yeah. at 31 and 12. Coach, coach, coach that's right. a Nick Saban uh left mile record. That's me. Uh so so with that being said, last week you took 
you took Ole Miss, I took Ole Miss, Joey took Auburn. That's a win. Uh, uh-huh. Last week, uh, Vandy versus U of H. You took U of H. I took U of H. Joey took U of H. Good job right there, Joe. USC East versus Texas A&M. We all took Texas A&M. Go, oh, you might. Okay. Tennessee versus UK. The ball. You took the ball. I can't believe I took UK. I took UK. And you well, took, and Joey took the ball. So you going for a perfect record that week, Coach. Florida versus UGA, we all took Florida. Coach, you had a perfect record that week. So that, that gives you five five wins. I went four and one this week. Uh, Joey went four and one this week. Congratulations, Coach. Appreciate you, my boy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better with age. Well, you got better that week. Let, let's look at the game that week. You got LSU versus Alabama. The big one of the week. Night game. T-Tate. Tuscaloosa. Who you got? Nick Saban. Nick Saban all the way. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Breakdown is why. It's going to be an interesting game. I just think the Alabama defense um, and LSU. It's it going it to come down to LSU quarterback, man. I just think that they get some. If, if he, can, he can keep his defense on uh, they got a chance. And I just, I don't know. It's, it, it's a show me game. How good is he? This game gonna ride on him. How good is? He? But I'm gonna roll with Nick Saban. So I've said since when that I thought LSU was the best team in the SEC. I said minute. that for a while, right? Yeah. We've been waiting and counting down uh, this November the seventh game, have we not? Been waiting on. So you guys have been waiting to call me and say that I'm wrong. Because I, I ain't gonna high, call you out, cuz. I've been high on, on Harris. I've been high on Harris. I thought that he's good enough to be the Alabama football team at, at, at in Tuscaloosa. Um, I think he doesn't turn the ball over. I think they got the best player in the nation on their team. I think that defensively, Alabama will stop this guy on a few occasions. But but unfortunately, he will have one or two big runs against the Alabama Roll Tide. Uh, and that guy I'm talking about is Leonard Fournette. I'm sure he's going to have all the focus and they're going to stack the box and they're going to make hair beat him. But we're going to find a way to get Leonard Fournette the ball on screens, on draws, swing passes out the backfield. Linebackers won't be able to run sideline to sideline. Shout out Ruben Foster. Shout out Ruben Foster. That's the bruh, the cues. I hate. Um, so, uh, but Alabama loses this week. I get. I, I'm going with the LSU. Uh, LSU Tigers. That, that's who I'm rolling. I've been with them for a long time. I think they're the best football team in the SEC conference. Maybe the best in the nation. I'm going with LSU. Duke versus North Carolina. Who you got? You know I love Mr. Duke Blue Devil basketball. Coach K. The Duke Blue Devils, the mystique that surrounds the Cameron crazy. I'm all about some Duke. But this ain't basketball. Give me the Tar Heels. Coach, I'm going with Cheese Nip. Give me the Tar Heels. Give me the Tar Heels. Cheese Nip got a defense coat out this world. They played on a Friday night, I believe. They've had a few extra days to prepare for the Duke Blue Devils. Blue coming off a big loss emotionally. They won't be prepared. Chief Nip has a shutdown defense. 
Give me Coach Cheese nipping that defensive tar heat. Got Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh. Who you got? I'm taking Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, trying to make a, 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 a trying to get in, Notre Dame trying to get in a BCF bowl, man. Um, they last time they was in one, they got embarrassed by the Crimson Tide, so they start recruiting to play against big powerhouse teams. So we're gonna say if they can beat a, beat a little house team. I'm going with the fighting Irish. Touchdown, Jesus. So, so, you know, I wrote down Notre Dame on this paper. Uh, Notre Dame is written down on this paper for me. Uh, but right now, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to second guess, but I, I, I ain't going to do that. In the words of Lee Corso, enough with that. <laughs> Notre Dame wins the football game. <laughs> Uh, Arkansas versus Ole Miss. Who you got? Well, you know, a lot of times when it rains, it pours. And not always in a negative way. But um, one thing, what time did the game? What time did the game? You know what time did the game? So, I, I don't know. Let me look it up. Does that, does that make a difference? Oh, the game is, the game going to be at Ole Miss. It's going to be at Ole Miss, yeah. So, it's probably about 11 o'clock game. No, it's probably, it's probably, probably going to be that 2.30. About 2.30. Okay, so then what's going to happen? It's probably going to be that 2.30. Then what's going to happen? It's going to be a hotly contested game. Hotly contested game. Arkansas come out the victory. So I'm going on with the Razorbacks. On the road? And that's on the road. Knocking out old men. Hugh Freedom going to come out sleepwalking. And that going to ignite Nick Saban. And the Crimson Tide to go out for the bang on Saturday night. They're going to see the results of that game. They're going to see the results of that game. And they're going to come out and um and, and come out bang Saturday night. Like, I'm going I with like, the Raiders. Like, like Ooh, Pig Suey. What, what, what they be saying, Coach? Ooh, Pig Suey. Razor that. That's probably the worst war, war, battle call. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> oh, that had to be the worst battle cry of all schools. Whoever came up with that needs to be fired. They probably, Coach, they probably, whoever came up with it, Coach, they millionaire, billionaire. That yeah. was where yeah. Jones went. That was, that's where Walmart is. Horrible. Coach, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm opening it up right now. The game is going to be played. Let's see what time this game going to be played. Yeah, it's the 2.30 game. Coach. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to hear Gary Daniels and Avern call that game because they will be calling the night game on CBS with Alabama versus LSU. So, they will, you'll have a feeling. You'll probably have a guy that talk out the side of his mouth. That went to Notre Dame. I can't think of his name right now, but he talks out the side of his mouth, Coach. Perfect. So you going with Arkansas? Going with Arkansas. Go, give me old man. I got you. Don't it like that. Go, we going with. Let me, let me, as, as this comes up, because you kind of. Florida State Clemson? No, Auburn, Texas a and Texas a and Likewise. Florida State Clemson, who you got? I'm going with my preseason top 10, Clemson 
Tiger in a shootout. I'm going with Dabo and the Nene. Dabo and the Nene versus Jimbo Fisher and Everett Goldston. Coach, do you know who I'm going to roll with on this one, Coach? I'm going to roll with I'm gonna roll with Florida State. Let me tell you why I'm where that, where that game at, man? You know they running down that hill, man. Yeah, they run down that hill. They can run down that hill all they want to. One of them going to twist their ankle, Coach. I hope that don't happen. Uh, but but one of them can twist that ankle run down the hill. So I'm going with Dabo and hit the corner. And he going to hit that. <laughs> and, Dabo, and Dabo hit the corner. Yeah. No, he going to hit it this weekend, though. I hope they show him rocking that butt. Oh, they definitely show up. They definitely gonna show up rocking that buzz. I'm trying to see as I pull it up. I'm trying to see what time that game. I'm pretty sure it's a night game. It's not. It probably. Uh, I hope it is. Well, ain't nobody gonna watch it because everybody gonna watch Alabama LSU. Death Valley ACC style. No, nah, it's a, it's a ABC. It's a two thirty game. Is it? Yeah, two thirty oh, yeah. game on ABC. I'm gonna roll with. I'm gonna roll with. Dabo can give you everything except guts. They give you everything except a gun. I'm gonna roll with uh with Florida State. I just want to hear what he got to say after the game. I'm going Dabo in the name. <laughs> go, let's get up out of here. Tell the people anything else you want to leave the people with, go. Hey man, y'all jump on there. Hey, got, got another one on the challenge. Get on there and see if some of you want. It don't matter what you looking to do. Advocate got something for you. Hey, get on there and check it out. See something you like, hit on shop, go and hit shop again for the second time on Nick Page. Go and find you some products and jump, jump in there. Uh, Avakel, we made champions, baby. What's the website, though? com backslash L Oliver. com backslash L Oliver. O L I V E R. Coach, I'm on it. I'm going to get this thing a try. I'm gonna let the listeners know how it turned out. I'm gonna follow it to the to the, to the core, coach. Keep us posted, brother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep y'all posted, uh, brother. But hit the corn, hit the corn, hit the corn, hit the corn. I said, get down low, swing your arm. I said, get down low, hit the corn. I'm gonna show you how to hit the corn. What do you say, coach? What 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 what, what they say when they uh? Throw a flag on a plate. <laughs> Dabo gonna tear the corn up Saturday night. Y'all watch Dabo now. I'm telling you that. <laughs> Throw a flag on the play. That's a body. Hit the corn. Hit the corn. Telling y'all, they stay winning. Stay winning. Man, let's get up out of here, man. Uh, this is the one sports talk podcast. Uh, this is how we do it. This ain't this ain't ESPN. This ain't FS uh, FS Sport. This is this ain't his and hers. This ain't his and her. Uh, fur take, highlight. This ain't none of that. This is how we do sports talk. We talk about the thing that interests us, and 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 we provide you guys with with our thoughts, with with our tips of the week, with our shout outs and disappointments coming coming from what we saw during the week. So hit us up on Instagram, D One Sports Talk Podcast, D One Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, shoot us an email, d one sports talk podcast at gmail dot com, uh, or go to the blog spot, d one sports talk uh, podcast dot blog spot dot com. That's d the number one for all of those uh, sports talk podcasts. So this has been another episode. I am your boy Tight. 
This is your boy, Coach. And we are out of here. And I'm headed out west, sucker, because I want to be a cowboy, baby. With a top left back and the sunshine shining. Cowboy, baby. West Coast chilling with the moon. I want to be a cowboy, baby. Riding at night, cause I sleep all day. Cowboy, baby. I can smell a from a mile away. I bet you'll hear my whistle blowing when my train rolls in. It goes.